Hi, and welcome to the Future Business Podcast. My name is Jason Fox. And I'm Chris Fox. And welcome back to the show. So we've taken a little break over the last couple of weeks. Um, just we wanted to reset, reorganize, and make sure that we are getting back onto the right track with this. So we've changed the format a little bit of the uh, podcast. We are now moving towards a longer format, but we're including more information, touching on news topics, um, touching on things that we're doing as well, and uh, interesting tips and tricks. Today, we're going to talk about the future of search. Now, we will jump basically right into why we're talking about this, and it's because Google's recent uh, event four days ago um, called the future of search, in fact. So here's a news article that we're talking about from TechCrunch. Um, Google are introducing new ways to search, new things with search. You know, they've constantly be innovating their algorithm and whatnot, but now they're innovating in different ways, making search more social. So the first thing that TechCrunch notes is Google Discover, which is basically like a Facebook feed, if you will. Can, can you tell what you're getting from it? Yeah, a little bit more like it's called Google Feed as well. Google Feed, yeah. So it's um, well, Google says that one in eight inquiry or queries are in a given month are repeats. So a user returning to search on a topic that they care about. So. Google is now highlighting these and understanding that you guys care about it or we care about it and showcasing more from that search, which is a great thing. I think that that's easy. So what do they got there? So hiking, soccer, NBA. So if you're searching that a lot, it'll pop up in your Discover feed. So you will, won't have to worry about searching for it again, which is probably something that I do because I, you know, I Google scores all the time. I, I'm the exact same. Like I ask Siri or Google and it's always, yeah, Always autofill has always been a great feature, but now by the looks of things, they'll actually be able to appear in your feed naturally and you'll be able to jump straight in. It's just about sort of making the feed a lot more interesting. So it's becoming more of a social search engine where you're actually you're going there and you're being marketed to mm. based on what you know. So it's transitioning from the wow, direct, yeah. um, just being the library to actually knowing what you know and giving you book recommendations or search recommendations based on who you are. So this is almost like Google is starting to learn about you, which yeah. that's scary. Kind of, that, that sounds scary, <laughs> but um, like obviously no one wants their Google history search out, but um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, that's straight from the point, but it's just showing that it's actually going to start learning a bit about you and just trying to create suggestions for you. Well, I think that that will play into some of the new products that they'll release with ads is that they're going to start placing ads in recent searches. So say if you're searching for the NFL, which is something I do probably once or twice a week, um, they're going to place an ad on a different search engine. So NFL.com may be the first one in organic, but I would say like Bleacher Report would place an ad against the word NFL in recent activities so it's a new product do you agree or yeah, what do you think it's exactly right like um the thing about google is they always innovate and then they go sweet this looks good for the customer but then us as marketers go all right sweet where are they going to be adding us in where are we going to be able to jump into the big guys because the thing about google is they're making a lot more money from the small advertisers than they used to yeah they are caring a lot more about them they're having hundreds of thousands of customers searching mm -hmm. with a two to three grand budget and they are starting to get great results from that. Now they want to find new ways for them to attack their competitors. It's almost like opening up to a more free market. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So that that's going to be a huge feature. So they've also got what dynamic organizations and collections. So collections is what is this? So it's got basically so camping. So say you search camping basics, and it's got four articles there that they think are recommended for you. And that again, isn't going to be another advertising product, for sure, because there's already stuff like that on Facebook. And it's exactly right. It's, it's taking Google ads from being just basically generic text ads to actually the part of the world where you're like a Facebook ad where you actually have to do the creative, you have to test your hook, you have to change what you're offering mm. on Google. So this could be quite concerning for a lot of um, marketers and businesses because there's more more to do to catch up. Like That's what, um, like with Google AdWords, SEO, then they've got Google My Business, now they're adding this different ad product, then they've got to add another product. So they're just trying to broaden your spend so you don't go, oh, this is the one thing I'm doing to win. And it's like, you don't want to do the one thing that wins. You want to do the one thing that wins the most and the thing that wins the second most and third most. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great initiative. I think it'll allow people to jump back into the Google AdWords products. I think they'll probably reduce pricing on some of this, at least initially. They're also doing stories, funnily enough. So people that are criticizing about Instagram doing stories and then Facebook doing stories. It says here Skype tried it for a while. God, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know Skype was still um, around. We we actually used Skype on a call the other day. We couldn't even set it up. So, uh, And uh, I listened to an interview with the Skype founder and he uh, actually knocked Skype a little bit because he got bought out by Microsoft and he's like, Oh, yeah, people use Skype these days. Like a bit of a joke about it, which is funny because, you know, he founded it. But that really shows something about it. Well, it shows in this day and age, this is a big thing that I love talking about is it's not about being first. It's about being best. Like the thing about Google, they keep bringing in these new innovations not to be the number one search engine because they already are they're going to maintain it in 10 years yeah exactly right whereas if yahoo were doing everything to maintain it they wouldn't have been beaten by google yep um and it's just how it's working in business these days like netflix wasn't the first exactly streaming service no no uber wasn't the first um idea there was air cab before that yeah and it just this is obviously something that we always talk about because how it can relate to big business as well and that's where Google does its constant innovation and improvement. Yeah, exactly right. So, and the next article that we're talking about, and, and all the links to these articles will be below. So if you want to learn more about them, you can click and learn and um, and research it. It'll all be kind of summarized in our, in our posts on our website. So Google Lens is the next thing that's coming. Um, we've heard of this before. We've heard of Snapchat Lens. But Google Lens is coming to Google Search, which is scary. <laughs> So Google Lens, correct me if I'm wrong, is sort of like the Google Glass thing that they tried to bring out a little while ago. Yeah, exactly. So Google Lens, and we're looking at image here on this actual article, is you're looking at, say, a, uh, what is that, Um, a baby cot? Yeah, baby cot. Baby cot. So you're looking at the cot, and Google Lens, through your freaking glasses, is analyzing what's actually, what cot that is, and then it's providing you options to buy the freaking cot. (laughs) That is crazy and that's so that's augmented reality something that's coming obviously um google's going to do it first and best like best is not guaranteed but first um by the looks of things amazon i always feel can do something like this because they are very nimble 
um, Apple needs to be on to something. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, Facebook will as well. So any of the um, five horsemen will be involved in this. That's well, for sure. The thing is, Apple had the biggest advantage with with all of this sort of thing, like with future of voice search. They had the advantage. They had Siri before anyone else, and they kind of stumbled. They should have been the Google Home innovators. So. I think that Google being having a lead with this, you know, as we always, everyone always says, and Samsung owners especially, is that Samsung do it best and Apple come along and do it even better. It's pretty much true, but the thing is no one really cares about this. Well, sorry, we're Apple users ourselves. Yeah, if you uh, don't... We're, just, we're going to offend a lot of people there, so I'm going to stay off that topic. It's almost <laughs> as bad as talking um, religion and politics. So. Uh, Apple versus Samsung? Yeah, yeah very much. I'm so. going to steer clear of that. Okay, so our next article that we want to talk about is Snapchat lets you take a photo of an object and you can buy it on Amazon. What? Quite honestly, so I am a very much a person that wants to be productive and not be distracted. So I deleted Snapchat maybe six months ago and I haven't really used it since. So I haven't seen any of the new features. I know a lot of people are slaying it, um, but this is a cool feature. What do you think? I, I quite like it. I mean practicality of it is still in its infancy so i don't know how likely i will be to see something and go i want to buy that but by the look of things it's making snapchat another use like the they're trying to make you use it uh, in your everyday life not just to like send um photos to your friends if you're doing um silly things it's also like you take out the photo you go oh, i like those shoes that that person's wearing at the cafe and then quickly click onto it and then you can actually buy it straight away from there based on Amazon's search. And so so that my, my issue is with this is that, okay, it's great. Snapchat are doing this. Um, people are going to use Snapchat specifically for this, I would say, in, in some circumstances. Um, but I think that the camera app on iPhone will take over this. There will be a specific... Amazon tried this already, I think. So this is a great innovation. And, you know, it, it might keep Snapchat relevant for a little longer. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not a fan of Snapchat. I'm very very uh, skeptical of it and its and its growth. And I think it's reached peak growth. I think Instagram Stories is such a better product. But Snapchat led all the innovation with Instagram Stories. So whatever Snapchat does, Instagram Stories is going to catch up real soon and do it probably better. Well, Instagram already has the shopping feature. So how long does it take before they actually get people doing that for other uses? Like all these businesses are just trying to keep our attention onto them, and they're working in ways like. Snapchat's going to be bought by someone soon enough, and that's when it's truly going to be optimized. Look, obviously, you're a bit bullish on Snapchat. I'm still quite bearish. I believe it does have a other lot, way around. Uh, other way around. Um, <laughs> it does have a lot left to what it can be doing, but it's just about where it goes next. And this looks like a feature that could push it to another yeah. level. See, so the thing is, Chris is also single, so I think that has a factor in it. That, that, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, let's, let's that, that, I was just thinking about what do I use Snapchat for and it's basically just to um, yeah, talk it, it to just, my mates. Just, yeah, oh, yeah, your mates. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, All right. So let's go continue on. So that is the feature. That's basically all the article had to it. You know, you can buy cover girl, clean mats, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, actually, another thing that I want to talk about is the two founders of Instagram leaving Instagram or Facebook completely now. 
any thoughts? Any have you heard of anything? What's your um, my, my thoughts are on that. Um, we don't know the circumstances whether they were paid out. There was always a contract in place, so we can't suggest that. Well, there is... Of course, I mean that that stuff's left to the imagination, and it's not really relevant to. It's kind of points into the direction of Facebook's lack of innovation and restricting the. They actually eventually called Instagram a product division rather than Instagram, which. You know, a product division is Facebook ads versus, you know, Facebook pages and everything like that. I think that that was a slap in the face for them. And they really, you know, Instagram Instagram still was a steal, like at a billion bucks, the freaking steal. Absolute steal. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it points to a couple of things that, that could be, you know, Facebook might be on the decline with that sort of thing. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't believe, I, I believe Facebook is looking at it as, another way that customers are using their service. They're not looking at it as a separate business like um, some people think that maybe they should, but they use it for a different service to their customers. At the end of the day, their main product isn't necessarily Facebook. It's keeping our attention and um, growing the content that they have, and that is distributed through Facebook. So Facebook could be included as one of the products. So how that's gone about, it may not be the right way and obviously could have offended them and that's why they left and i do see facebook as still a big enough company like they're innovating every single day especially with ad managers by the way quick piece of advice the best advice you'll ever get in marketing start running great facebook ads because they're underpriced yeah. we can you can literally get 10 cents per click to your website which if you're running google ads and you're in like an industry like law that's 200 dollars. that's just at least 10 cents versus 200 dollars do the math you're going to make a lot more money by using facebook and also it's just such a growth business that i i see this i don't see this as a bad thing i see this as they're going in a different direction that the instagram founders may not agree with and it's all about what we agree with at the end of the day as customers and yeah we'll see what happens in the future all right, anyway, now let's get into our topic of today, and that is the future of search. So to start with the future of search, you know, talking about voice and all of that, let's talk about the actual basics that you can apply to getting your search results right. So what are some of the basic WordPress things that you can do to get your search ranking, so SEO obviously, um, improved pretty much with just a few minor tweaks? Okay, so with... Um Getting you served, like obviously, search engine optimization is such a difficult game to win. Getting on the first page of Google, um, there's you would have to go to an experienced web developer to go help you with that. There are plenty, plenty out there who can guarantee everything. Go with someone that has a guarantee or your money back. Read their blueprint because they may actually do it, but I doubt it. Um, there's no perfect formula, but the biggest thing is with WordPress, you start with you install Yoast which is a great software that actually allows you to build meta descriptions and it cleans up a little bit of the back end that you may not even realize is messy. And what you can do, you go page by page and you actually add your description and what that page is about. Mm -hmm. And with that description of your page, you can actually be able to show to customers and to Google what that page is about quite quickly without having to write any messy code. So that's uh, one thing you go into first another step that we find quite important is if you use google chrome and you inspect your own website Mm -hmm. um, and then go to the lighthouse and run an audit audit, yep 
then you'll be able to see what's wrong and then go through and make some changes. Now this won't guarantee you anything because there's a lot of other th factors. There's backlinking, there's how many times you use a word per sentence, what code are you using for your headers, how pretty it is, whether customers jump on and off your website quite quickly, load speed. And these are all a variety of factors, but just start with the basic steps and they may be able to get you to page 50 and they'll reduce your AdWords spend. But if you, if you desperately want to get to page one, that's where you need to talk to someone who is an SEO business that, mm -hmm. because there are so many changes, SEO businesses are always upfront. Web, some web developers that are purely web developers will be able to make basic changes and get you close but you need an ongoing strategy to keep you going because there's yeah. changes every week. And if you're not making those changes, you're getting kicked off within a week. Yeah. Like we're seeing customers who aren't working um, with us on their SEO, they're wondering why their page is sliding, although it hasn't slid from page one for months because there's changes happening again. It may just be sudden that those changes happen to be affecting them or there is a massive changes going on. We never know because Google keeps that quite secret mm -hmm. and the reason the reason google does that it's not to uh, screw people over it is to continue to offer the best content yeah, yeah so exactly. with seo you have to think of the end customer in mind you want to be the person who's offering the most relevant content and information to that query mm -hmm. delivered in a succinct and beautiful way yeah exactly right. and that's what google wants to offer their customers. Well, it's the same as the Facebook algorithm. And, and, and touching on that is that all information needs to be correct. And the first thing that you can freaking do is make a Google My Business page. Yeah. Like that, that is the, like, it's incredible. So we were just working with a customer and we searched their exact name and they would come up sixth. I added a Google My Business page. It takes three days to verify. And when you search their exact name, now now ranked third, and they have a Google My Business page, which you can click on, which is huge. You know, their, their traffic is pretty much tripled in three days. You know, of course, there's, you know, if you search lawyers, you're not going to be found, but you're searching their actual name, of course, you're going to be found a lot more. So it's it's an incredibly powerful tool and it is so freaking simple. Yeah, it takes up um, half, the, half the side of the screen and real estate is attention essentially in exactly Google, facebook and everything so that, that's the next step so google my business so um do you want me to talk continue yeah yeah go that? for it yep so google my business so they're the pages when you search that you see a map and what you the, the way to rank there so this is another form of google wanting to offer customers the best um, businesses is reviews get your customers to write you reviews get as many reviews as possible, get the best reviews possible. So continue to deliver that great service for your business. And that's just going to grow your customer base and your reach without having to spend any money. Well, well one thing on that is that your reviews are not only good for SEO, of course, they are, I think I did a, I was doing a case study on it. I think 80% of millennials view the reviews just as good as a friend's recommendation. So reviews are, and don't quote me on that, but it, reviews are incredibly, incredibly important. And they show social proof, one, they help SEO. And again, it's more real estate. The more reviews you have, the, the, the bigger it expands. It's, exactly right. It's and so funny, but yeah. The, the reviews are, they're like early days AdWords at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 are so so, they are so worthwhile. Like you go to like your, 
last 10 customers, call them and say, can you write us a review? Yeah. Um, and then you can actually build a link, just Google um, how to get customers to review you and then Google has a link builder that you can use to actually set it up. Um, we may even actually include that link in the bio. Yeah, so you yeah. just click on that and then find your business and you'll be yep. able to do it. And that will help you incredibly to get more customer reviews. Yeah, exactly. So the next thing that we want to talk about is paid advertising on Google. Um, we've discussed it briefly, but what are your uh, takeaways with changes recently to paid advertising? And what are some of the things that we're really doing to ensure paid advertising customers are performing well? Okay. So with paid advertising, uh, Google AdWords, that is pay per click. So you're paying every time you get a click on your website. That doesn't mean you're guaranteed a customer doesn't guarantee that customer is relevant. But what you do is you work on your actual search terms. So you find what, go into the mindset of your customer. What do they look like? What are their problems? What are they searching? For instance, if you're a wedding caterer, they are, saying, they are searching wedding cakes and then probably the city that they're in or maybe even like hyper-local. So they may be going, for instance, if they live in West End, they're going wedding cakes, West End. Mm -hmm. And you want to be appearing in those searches, so you add that to your key terms, mm -hmm. your search terms. And so that's quite important to make sure you're using the right search terms. Next, we want to talk about negative search. Okay. So negative search terms are essentially things you don't want to be found in and you don't want to be paying per click. So, for instance, a lot of people use Google to do their assignments and to do research on industries. So last thing is, if you're a medical engineer, you don't want someone clicking about medical engineering or medical engineering degrees and then clicking onto your website. <laughs> that's so true, right? And so that, that's you're a, paying that, for it. Yeah, and you're paying for someone to do some research on your website. That's great. They're seeing your website, but they're not going to make you money. No, yeah. And so that's what you've got to be careful of in your Google AdWords as well as a second step. And then lastly, well, not lastly, there's a thousand other things. You need to be spending the right amount of money. Mm. So... With um, Google budgets, like you can run a Google ad campaign with $100, but that gives you for a month. And that's completely fine. If that's your budget, that's, that's okay. But if you have a little bit more budget, I definitely recommend going and finding what other competitors are using because otherwise you're not going to be found. Because if you say you're spending $100 a month, you've got a $3 budget per day, but one click costs $1. As soon as you've had three clicks to your website, you disappear. Mm -hmm. And you can't be seen. And with that, because Google wants to continue to offer the same level of service to all its customers, it's going to hide your ad as well. So you may not even get those three clicks because you paste down the bottom of the website mm -hmm. when someone searches. But if you have the right budget, you can be in the top three searches yep. quite comfortably. And top four in some, bit, some searches. And that's quite important. So get your budget right. Because if you don't, you could be not spending your clicks fully and you're also getting the customers who are searching to the bottom of the page who are generally not your best customers. Yeah, exactly right. And and what what are some of the things that we're, we're doing with our AdWords customers? So Chris is in charge of, of digital um, websites and uh, Google. I'm more in charge of the social and the Facebook advertising side of things. And we both dibble and dabble with uh, with both sides, but Chris is more into that section. So what are we currently doing with our Google AdWords customers? What's what's the point of difference, if you will, and something that's really working for them? Uh, machine learning. 
So what? <laughs> machine learning. So basically, what you want to be doing with your Google um, AdWords, which Google doesn't fully give you the ability to do, is track your conversion. So track what cut people are searching that become customers because you've done all the research, but you don't know for sure. Like you, it's never you don't don't fully know what someone's thinking. But if you're able to track what customers are turning into what leads, what searches are creating those leads, you want your campaign to therefore invest money in that budget rather than be spending on search terms that just aren't generating customers. And what we've been doing, we've got a system that implements that and it actually tracks what customer came through, what search, and goes, okay, well, so that's a great customer. That's a great search term. Let's spend more money on that rather than another search term, which we're paying $50 per click and we're getting no customers. Mm. Does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you've explained it well. I mean, that's the, that's the whole point of these things is that you want to test. Like we just ran through, um, I just did the video course for Facebook ads blueprint. You know, when you're talking about that, you need to drop things that aren't working and not be romantic about it. So it's just the same. The machine's doing it for you. You you can be like, oh, but we want to be found in marketing agencies, you know, for us. But people don't, sometimes that doesn't work. So let's be found in social media agencies. So it's, it's really important that Google basically is your mind and heart in that because sometimes you want to be something else when you're not. So machine learning is incredibly important and you're constantly innovating the way that you're being found on Google search. And plus the reporting stuff that we do is, is really great too. Um, I think that that's, that's pretty much all that we have time for now. Yes. Um, any information that you want will be linked in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions about any of these or want to see an example of something of this machine learning, with Google AdWords, please feel free to um, fill out one of the contact forms below, send us a message, whatever platform you're listening on, try to find us on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, and give us a message. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. And that's all we have time for. So thank you for listening to the Future Business Podcast. My name is Jason Fox. And I'm Chris Fox. And we'll see you again in a couple of days, probably. Thank you. Cheers.